This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We're bringing in my great friend Andrew McCarthy, Andy McCarthy, former district U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, contributing editor of National Review, uh, Fox News contributor. Um, let's see, his latest book is called The Ball of Collusion, The Plot to Rig an Election and Destroy a Presidency. Andy McCarthy, welcome back. Um, it's a, I wanted to talk to you about this op-ed piece you ran, uh, Utter Proof, The FBI Framed Trump and Shielded Hunter Biden. And, I mean, some of the facts in this that, that keep coming out, I guess, from Durham and other sources, the Durham stuff and other sources. I mean, at one point, at one point, it, it sounds to me like the FBI was going to bribe this jerk, Christopher Steele, with a million dollars if he could come up with proof of some of these crazy anti-Trump claims regarding Russia and peccadillos in Moscow. And um, even he couldn't get it done then. But the point is, what is the FBI doing? And as we look at this, more generally, and I think you're going to get a Republican Congress, Andy, uh, don't we have to just put the FBI on trial here or at least begin to re-regulate it and make some important changes from the top on down? Yeah, I, I really think so, Larry. I also think, though, that uh, my hat's off to John Durham, the special counsel who's uh, trying this case that's ongoing now, because I think you know, he's got a powerful incentive in his case to try to uh, conceal some of this misconduct. And what he's instead done is been kind of an agent of sunshine here. It's, you know, he's laying out uh, all of these details uh, about the FBI in a very transparent way, even though it's, it's not going to help him make his case. It's probably going to infuriate the jury uh, at the FBI. But, uh, you know, you're quite right. The, the uh, FBI is right now a very troubled institution. I have some ideas about why I think that is, but you know whether I'm right or wrong about those, it's obvious that they need uh, a checkup, and it's got to be done by Congress. It's got to be out in the open, and it's got to be uh, it's got to be aggressive. Um, and uh, boy, we need a you know we really need a top-flight federal law enforcement agency that the country can rely on and trust. And right now they've lost that. Yeah. I mean, these are the G-men. They're supposed to, you know, make us safe and solve these crimes. Why not, why not make Durham the director of the FBI? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't hold my breath waiting for Biden to make <laughs> Durham the, the, the well, FBI. But I'll, I'll say, I'll say this, Larry, it's not, it, it is not unusual for um, the federal government and the intelligence agencies to to pay informants for information, which they often have to get at, at great risk to themselves. So it's, you know, these kind of arrangements are not um, unprecedented. The thing is, the FISA court, in order to get a warrant to, to uh, monitor somebody, because it's all classified, because, you know, there's never any discovery that's given to the defense or anything like that, like happens in the, in the criminal system, 
They have a higher obligation, the Bureau and the Justice Department do, when they go in the fires of court to make sure the information they give the judges is verified mm. before they give it to them. So the real problem, I think, with offering this guy Steele a million dollars is that's tantamount to saying you've made a lot of allegations here, but you haven't proved anything. And what we need you to do is prove it. And it turned out he couldn't prove it, and they never had to pay the money, but they took the information to the court anyway. Mm. So if you're offering to pay for it, that's you're basically confessing that it's not corroborated, and federal law requires them to verify the information before they go to the FISA court, which they did not once, not twice, not three times, but four times, <laughs> including like seven or eight months into Trump's presidency. So you write on this point, you write – not only did the FBI fail to disclose to the Justice Department and the court, I think you mean the FISA court here, that right, this uh, Danchenko, who was the other agent involved, had contradicted Steele's claims. The Bureau told the court it had interviewed Danchenko to further corroborate Steele's reporting, which actually had never been corroborated. In so doing, the Bureau elaborated it found Danchenko to be truthful and cooperative. But the fact remains Steele's claims were sheer nonsense. Now, this is crazy stuff, but this is the FBI campaigning against Donald Trump. All right, I, I'm going to look at it. I, I'm not talking presidential yes. politics, 2024, anything like that. I'm going back to whenever this was, 2016, 2017, and so forth. That's what they're doing. Why is the FBI doing that? Why is the FBI getting involved in politics, for heaven's sakes? It's like they're choosing their candidates and then doing everything they can uh, to slaughter one and protect another. Yeah, well, you know, we don't have to speculate about this, Larry, because there have been voluminous reports that were cranked out by the Justice Department's Inspector General, Michael Horowitz, Mm. who found that there was rampant political bias in the upper hierarchy of the FBI uh, and with respect to a lot of people who uh, were involved in these investigations. And, you know, he was kind of gentle with the Bureau on this score. He, he acknowledged all this evidence because how could you not? I mean, it was written down in text messages and the like, uh, a monstrous de- depiction of Trump. And what Horowitz ended up saying was, you know, look, this is all very bad and it really undermines their credibility. But we can't say that there's any single uh, investigative decision that they made that we can attribute wholly to political bias. Hmm. But I, I think that when people read what what he put out, he's you know, he's saying, I can't read their mind. I don't know exactly why they did what they did. And they may have had some legitimate reasons. But the fact remains, there was rampant political bias. And what do we find out? They did things that they would never do in other cases hmm. because they were hoping to nail Trump. That's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, the pattern of bias is very, very clear. Uh, Andy, in the last uh, minute plus, uh, can you update us on the Mar-a-Lago story and where that stands? So this week, Larry, the uh, Trump tried to get the Supreme Court to intervene. Um, There was no way they were going to do that because the Justice Department has appealed to the intermediate court, the, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in Florida. Uh, which is now taking the case on an expedited basis. So bottom line is the Justice Department is trying to undo the special counsel process. Mm. They have already managed to undo half of that. They've gotten the classified documents back in the sense that they can use them now 
uh, in their investigation. So, uh, you know, I think the classified documents aspect of the investigation is obviously the most serious one. And, you know, Larry, it's a lot more serious than any of the theater we saw with the uh, the January 6th commission mm. or committee mm. this week. The uh, you know, that's a real live criminal investigation there. You think there's going to be a pre-election indictment? I don't. Uh, you know, the Justice Department tries to honor the 60-day rule where they don't do anything public in mm. the in the days right before. That goes back. You remember this? That goes back to the remember the indictment of Casper Weinberger yes. like four days before the 92. Yep. So ever since then, they've tried to crack down on that stuff. Um, so I don't think anything will happen before the election. Uh, be very interesting to see what happens after the election, particularly if the Republicans, as expected, win. Uh, because the Justice Department's going to have a tougher time once Republicans are holding yep. the gavel in the Judiciary Committee. Yep. I got it. All right. Andy McCarthy, thank you for the update. We not a, we have got to reform the FBI. It's, this this I'm, story is just – I'm with it, you. It's out of hand. I mean it's just yep. – and it, you know what? Just as a last thought in a few seconds, crime is a big issue. All right. It's a big issue across the country. And here you've got – the leading federal crime-fighting agency involved in what amounts to their own political scandals. And that's just not where you want to be, Andy McCarthy. No, that's right. You want to you wanna trust these guys that they're above politics right? Uh, and that they check that stuff at the door when they do their job. And that was always the Bureau's reputation until the last 10 years or so, but they really lost it. All right. Andrew McCarthy, we appreciate it very much. 